0: You're listening to Awakening with Rabbi Ami Silver on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Ami as he shares the wisdom of the Hasidic Master Rabbi Kolonimus Kalman Shapira of Piasetzna. Through the Piasetzna Rebbe's various works, Rabbi Ami guides us on a unique path of healing, transformation, and awakening to experiencing the divine that is steeped in the Jewish mystical tradition.
1: So we're we're going to be continuing a piece we started last week. Um, basically, two main I'd say yisodot to summarize from what the Rabbi said last week. One is quoting the Rambam, an idea that appears in a lot of the uh, different svarim. Rambam has a beautiful hashem where he says that Hashem is hayodea, hayadua, yahamada. Which means and that, that God is all knowing doesn't just mean God knows everything. Doesn't just mean God's smarter than you are. <laughs> but that the quality of Daat in its source, in 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 its divine source, the quality of Daat is an all encompassing being, such that this idea of Hashem's knowledge spreading through everything, is that Hashem knows is the knower and that which is known. There's no separation between God knowing us. It's not like God figures us out, or knows what's going to happen to us. It's, it's all within God's own self-knowledge. God is the knower. God is the, that which is known, and God is the knowledge itself. And the difference that, that this is brought up in, in this frame to explain how our consciousness works differently, which is I don't know things, I have a um, capability of knowing things in human consciousness, but I have to come to know something else. And that thing that I know fills me with more knowledge, fills me with more awareness that I didn't have before. So there's a inherent lack and process of being filled or, or completed continuously for us. And the separation is specifically what the are is talking about, the separation between the knower who is us and that which we are trying to know, which in our context here is Torah. Okay? So the Rebbe says very beautifully, the big Chidush that he that he taught is that, why is it that we want to know Torah? What drives us to want to know Torah? What drives us to seek it out? And what makes us happy when we... Like, why, do, why do we feel a sense of fulfillment or happiness or joy of knowing Torah? Why do we feel a sense of pain or... Discomfort when we can't... You no, know, Torah, when we're missing Torah. It's like, what is that? I don't feel that way about every knowledge in the world. What is it that draws me in particular? So he says something very, very beautiful. He says that as, as creation unfolds, this unified Da'at, this unified divine Da'at, as it trickles down, it becomes separated. And he says that the yodea, the portion of the knower, the knower becomes embodied by by us, he says. We become the yodea, the khilic yodea is something that we take on as in the process of creation. And the chelik yadua is materialized in the Torah. So you hear that? It's like it's like in its source, Yodea, Yaduah, Mada, this is all one consciousness in God. But in creation, it becomes separated out and there's like a there's like a coupling that happens where we become the knower. And Torah becomes the known. And so we, are therefore, we therefore seek to know Torah because it's, it's seeking after that lost part of ourselves. It's seeking to become whole again. As Da'at is whole in its source, it's not that it's not whole anymore, but in the way that we live in this world, it's, it's separated out and we seek that unity. That He even quotes the Gemara that says, you know, a, a lover seeks after their, their missing part. In 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 a loving relationship, and we have that relationship with Torah. We're the Yudea, seeking the Yedua. There's a there's a, a, a search after unity. After he says all of our avoda, all learning, all, everything we do, it's min yichud. It's all it's all yichudim. Um, so he says that's the oneg of learning. That's why you learn something and and it just like touches you and you couldn't really explain what's so exciting about that of like you finally understood like. When, when the cow gorges the this and the fa- Oh, now I get it! <laughs> the other thing is that he says that when we learn, so when we learn, we're seeking out the yodea seeking the yadua. But not of all our learning is like that, right? Like you don't always feel like, oh, I'm looking for something, I'm searching after something, I'm finding, there's something to find here. Like Khalilah, it sometimes just feels kind of like it's not there. So how do we position ourselves to be a seeker? After Torah, how do we position ourselves with the yodea, Sig and the Adua? He says that gets planted in us when we daven. Mm. He says when we daven, we're not. We're, when we daven, it's it's just encountering a, a, a light that's undifferentiated. It's not the yodea and the yaduah, It's not. It's not. It doesn't trickle down as much into very concrete things. First of all, when you're davening, you're not trying to know or understand really. You're expressing. You're trying to connect. You're opening yourself. You're being in God's presence. You're seeking the whole thing at once. You know. You're not trying to just understand uh, a Mishnah. You're just being as present towards God and turning yourself towards God as much as you can. So there, that or that pours in, it doesn't trickle down to those more concrete pieces of you know of an ox and a fence and a neighbor and a halacha and a Gemara and a, and words. It's 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 all. It, it's potentially, ideally, that tefillah can be can be a more all-encompassing felt experience. And he says just so beautifully, he says that the light that you absorb in tefillah, you then go out and and, and learn in the Torah. I'm going to want to find this sentence because he has just such a beautiful way of saying it. And then, again, I'm like cheapening it by trying to say this in a few sentences, but... Uh, So he says, "Tefillah is something that's it's hashra'ah shi l'malamin What, when, you, if you get, if you daven and you start like feeling really excited, it's like, "What is going on there?" Could you explain to somebody if somebody asks you, like, "What are you like gesticulating about? <laughs> Why are you crying? Why are you smiling? Why are you moving your body that way?" <laughs> There's nothing to explain on a seichel level, okay. He says that in Tefillah, and again I'm paraphrasing to catch us up and, and we'll continue, the Ha'ara, the light that the, the, that you touch in Tefillah, Ba'al etzem nafsho, lo'chal ba'ha It touches you to your core in a place that's before. It precedes that separation, that distinction between I need to try to work to understand something with my brain and mind. My intellect isn't, this narrow focus, it's touching me in a way that's more all-encompassing, that's more core. This klomar. Haor shebalo shebalo lomdo acharkach The or that comes to you, the light that comes to you in your tefilah, you then go and learn after in your Torah. It be- makes you into the yodea who's seeking a yaduah. And and how does that work? Why is that the case? He's not just Stam saying if you dive in and, and mutter off a mincha, it's you're receiving. <laughs> or that you're, he's saying the hitlavut of tefillah. If you're you're Daving in a way that you get passionate, hmm? yeah, or you're mitlahev. you're aroused, you're 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 turned on, you're activated. Something is touching you in the tefillah. That then positions you to be the seeker seeking the, that fullness on the level of knowing it now. It's like, I tasted something, now when I learn Torah, I want to come in to know it. And, and I was thinking about this this week, I could try to just sort of make sense of it in a, in a few ways. Um, one, I think, very basic way is if you f- start with a, you feeling something, it gives you a sense, of, you know, there's, there's really something here. There's really something here. I, I'll tell you, like just, just a personal piece uh, uh, about myself. When I when I told my father when I was like you know in high school, I was like I want to go learn in uh, Israel in yeshiva, and he was like, "What are you going to do in yeshiva?" He's like, "They learn Torah in yeshiva, like that's what they do all day. You don't learn Torah, you know." He's like, "It wasn't, you know." He's like, "What what exactly is going on here?" And uh, whatever. I'm not going to go into the whole story, but uh, and he was right. I wasn't learning. It wasn't like something that I was interested in. Um, wasn't particularly religious, you know? And uh, what I realized <clears throat> years later is the reason I wanted to go to yeshiva was I'd had a- experiences in my life where I felt like there's more here, like there's something here, like being in shul <laughs> on uh, the Yamin noraim and feeling goosebumps at some moment, being at Sinchus and feeling like elation, even without being in the knowing why or even what. Just feeling something there and just a sense of an inarticulate sense, of inexpressible sense of there's something here that I want to come to know now. I don't even know that that's what's driving me. I don't even know what I want to know. I, Great. Right, I don't even know what I want. I couldn't even say those words because I didn't know that. But there was a piece of me that had felt, oh, there's something here. And now, yeah, so the, the, the logical next step is I want to, to know it. I want it to, to absorb it. I want it to digest. I want to have knowledge of what this thing is. And, and I think that there's another level where where this is true, which is, it doesn't just tell me that there's something there, but it, it to to feel something in in davening or to just sort of absorb something on that level, it also lets me know on some level that that I belong to this, that it pertains to me, that I'm not really an outsider. If it can touch me, it it, it then draws me forward. I I, I feel that there there is something here for me, too. So that's kind of some of the ways that I'm I'm making sense of of this very beautiful and poetic way of speaking about it, and it's much more than this also. You know, the Rebbe's talking from like a very deep and broad perspective, but I'm I'm trying to make it also tangible for us. Um, So let's go. At the bottom of page, Tzadi Dalid. For uh, people who aren't here, we're in Derech uh, HaMelech, Parashat Ve'era, page 30, Dawid, in the old printing. You guys all have that? Does anybody have? Yeah. Okay, the last paragraph, Gam. You see the word Gam? Gam ha'adam vegam ha'tola mosifim or a'idei t'filat israel. I'll translate this. It's kind of literally to translate it, it will sound backwards. But the, what he's saying is that a person... And the Torah, both the light of them get increased through our davening. Torah and people receive more light through 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 tefillah. or tefillah I was going to explain. Torah et We receive that light of the knower, the one who wants to know, the who seeks now. HaTorah Torah becomes then the object that can be known. There's a really beautiful, really beautiful Zohar that the Rebbe quotes in another Sefer. I'm not going to quote it like word for word because I, I don't remember it, but it basically says, well, I'll bring it once for us to see, but it basically the Lashon is that the Torah is only given to those who are known through it. Hmm. Hmm. To be known through the Torah. That's where we receive Torah. So, so tefila adds to us; it gives us more, and it actually, he says, "mosif or la Torah," it makes the Torah shine, mm-hmm. makes the Torah attractive, makes it a yaduah. Migila ta Torah imo Now he's giving a practical, practical example. Where does Torah Shabbalpei come from? From from Am Yisrael. We expanded the Torah. We made more Torah. Listen to this. We poured so much light into the written Torah that God gave us that the Torah just had to spread itself out and grow to become Torah Shabbatah too. Yeah? I hear it. Yeah? I don't understand it. <laughs> God gave us something and we made it more. Am Yisrael made it more. Am Yisrael made the Torah. Greater, more than it was. Our, our, our yearning and seeking after after and after, after the Torah, is something that it actually made, created more Torah. The Torah says these. What's Torah about Pe? What's the more The Torah says something, and we're all just trying to figure out what it means. We're all just trying to Ladat. We're all trying to understand it, and that expands. That makes the Torah more. We're mosifim the Torah. Our understanding of Torah, our knowledge of Torah, it's not just an intellectual exercise or hakirah or inquiry. Our under, what you understand in Torah is is a revelation of or. I think he means here. The excitement and passion we feel from Torah itself. That is part of what composes our very understanding of Torah. I'll read more because he's gonna give a, a mash for us to really get this. The orbat orbatvilah, right? Where do we get the or from? The main or we get when we dive in. You get from that from that place where it's not just a portion of or, but it's like a you get a big dose of it. Okay. But if you imlohi Sig orbat if the tefila has no Nothing touches you there. And so then you open a book of Torah and all you're doing is is using your head. It's like a poor mathematician who wants to now understand how much is 50 times 50,000 gold coins. But he has no coins. Vilo oneg, and he has no real satisfaction from this inquiry he has his dry calculation now you may argue, oh what do you mean someone who really loves math they get a lot of excitement from math right That's All knowledge. but 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 there's there's nothing he he actually he doesn't receive something from that it's. It's a, its a dry calculation it has no no meat to it, no lights to it. Cuz nothing to do because with he doesn't have the gold. Cuz he, he has no gold and he gets nothing from it. he receives nothing from it. It's it's a it's a thought that he thinks not This is true too. He says now somebody who's not mamshekh or batfila, we can't really draw in any light when we're you know Torah Our inquiry into Torah is is It's just a dry calculation into Lo or It's not light and it's not shining. Lo oneg, There's no oneg and there's no revelation. You understand something. Intellectually, and he says that it, it doesn't reach the rest of you. and the same is true on the opposite end, right? That the needs a Torah; it's not Torah needs tefillah in this way, to make it something that's revelatory, to make it something that's shining. or so if you if you daven, but you never learn. If you daven, but you never encounter Torah in a way that touches you. So, yes, you've you've drawn light, but it remains beyond you and beyond the world. What he's saying, the light that we draw down becomes revealed when we're learning Torah. Yes. The light that we draw down becomes revealed when we're learning Torah, and, and specifically it becomes something that's known. And I think this is more what this point is. Tefillah, without Torah, you could like get high on Tefillah all the time. But you won't really have much to say about it. It'll be an experience that's that's disjointed and separate from from down here. <laughs> it's the menu. It's the menu. I can touch something when I kinda of go go up to touch it. But it's not something that's in the Hebrew Bashel, like uh, it's not like digested and, and ripened within me, such that I really have like a knowledge of it. The knowledge, knowledge without ore, he was discounting. Okay, dry intellect is is only worth so much, but but when ore is digested, it becomes knowledge. That's very powerful. That's the yichud that he was talking about. That's finding something. That's you you have something that that is now forming your your life and your understanding and your orientation to the world. It's not just a sort of spiritual experience that that exists outside of the world. We have to go there and bring it in. We have to receive from there and digest it and process it and and come to a place of knowing. That's the sort of whole picture that he's describing here. Ki desikhlo right? Because if it was just the Tefillah and there's no Torah, it hasn't reached your mind. It's not just your mind. It hasn't hasn't trickled down and entered into your limbs. There's no embodied knowledge here. Since it doesn't get drawn down more, so only in the time when you're davening, it's only when you take a step above the world and go attach to something in your tefillah, when you when you touch light, and then when you come back out of your tefillah into worldly living, so you become distant from from your light. Also, this is like such a chazak thing. I think you know, like disjointed spiritual experience remains outside of us, and the the goal here is to be able to to integrate. To, to, yes, we need to go beyond Seychel. We need to go beyond the limited, um, bifurcated, very distinct kind of compartmentalized way that we live our lives. We need to go touch something that's, that's beyond that, which he says tefillah is an access point towards. And then, it doesn't stop there, we need to, we need to integrate that in with our Evarim. Eva I just love this with our, our limbs, with our body, with our thoughts, with our mind, with our knowledge, with living in the world, living in the world. If you read the Torah, read the uh, uh, Gemara, like most of it has to do with like the world. It's not so much theology there. Like God's a character in it, you know. We talk with God. God talks with us. There's a communication there, but like most of it's it's not we we don't have books of theology until you know thousands of years later. Maybe we're ready for another level of daat. B'makom <laughs> rinasham This is a quote from the Gemara Brachos. In the place of song, that's where tefillah needs to be. Pshat of that Gemara means that uh, we daven in a shul because that's where people sing. It's just a really beautiful thing. The Gemara there is talking about being that, that you have to, the the value of davening in, in in a shul is because it's a place of song. It could be that the Gemara is saying that first and foremost that a shul is a place where people come together and sing. Uh. It could be, could be. Should like make banners and like put them on every shul, you yeah? mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'm uh, <That's> interested in that. <laughs> look what he's saying with it, because what's the song? You cannot have. Real Tvila without Rina, if it's not in a Makom Rina. shonot What is he what is there? Saying your tvila should be in makom rina. It means that tvila should be taking place in an environment that is that is exalted, that's elevated, that's pouring out. Right? Rina is 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 it's something bursts outward. There's, it's a place of song. Song is the context of for tefillah, I and mean, the tefillah can't be dry either, right? But reina tefillah You cannot have the kind of tefillah Or if it doesn't have, if it's not taking place, and I'll just share some with you. Maybe this will be helpful. There's times when when I'm in shul, when a shul where people sing, yeah, where I'm just quiet and listening, and that's like. Also. Sometimes it's because you've got to sing, and sometimes it's even just being, you absorb from the singing. There's different qualities of of, of being aflame. <laughs> Literally, it's what it means. And, and feeling, and feelings that, that he says we need to feel in Torah and in tfilah I think what he's saying is that we need to be able to feel all kinds of things in Torah and Spila. Because, and listen to this, every hitlahavut, every time you become aflame in passion, and oneg ruchani, and a sense of, of a spiritual pleasure, right, again, the very basic question that that uh, we said at the beginning like why is it sometimes you'll be like singing or davening or even learning and and you get filled with a very pleasant feeling <laughs> what in the world is that what is that i mean really you know like what is that <laughs> he's saying it's it, you you're you're getting a feeling of the pleasure of Gan Eden. Wow. There's something in the back of the safer here. The Rebbe has like a short piece on the Siyom Hashas that he gave over. Where he has a drash on the difference between um Yisrael Yislam Chalek Haba and Ko HaShunah Al-Achop <laughs> Lo Shu Ben Haba. Haba. Which is uh there's a mission that says everybody has a portion of the world to come, and and there's another another statement which says anyone who's learning and um, is assured um, that they have what is it ben olamaba that they are a a member of the world to come. So he says what that means is that right now your ben olam is right now. Chedek olam haba is like one day in the future. But liyod ben olam in haba, in that statement of, of learning, is, is talking about tasting olam haba right now. V'yafeshachat b'olam hazeh v'torah mitzvot, v'torah mitzvot b'olam hazeh, mikol chaye olam haba. it is, uh... Hmm? Mikol olam haba. Here it says mikol chaye olam haba. But, uh, it's not the full, it's not the full uh, I think it's prekavos, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so but so it's saying so so he starts saying that we we get it, that the feeling so just just hear this first that the feeling that you feel the a pleasant feeling you feel in in and Torah in holy things it's it's a taste of the feeling of, of Gan Eden is what he says okay. And we we hear from the chachamim that a moment of Torah tefillah masim tovim in this world. Is greater than all of Khayalam Haba. It's greater than all of it. However, Rakshibola Mazer Hagashazuk Tanabe erka. It might be Greater than Ol Chayil Mabah might be more important. You know, there's different ways of understanding that, um, more beautiful. Different ways of understanding that that Mishnah. But he's saying the difference is that in Olam Hazeh, why is it that you don't like all of a sudden you see, like you know you know you're in Olam Mabah, you're Gan Eden. Saying the Hargasha is Katanam be Erkab, It's Yafesh but it's in a very small dose. We get a very small taste of it. It's a spark. Uve Eden onegrav, and in Gan Eden itself, it's it's much greater degree, a fuller experience. Hitlavut <laughs> muruba, great passion. The neshamot the, the in Gan Eden, the souls in, in the Garden of Eden, are simply filled with this light and this pleasure. So now look what he's going to do with this. He's he's not going to unpack for us, right, every feeling of Torah and Tefillah. The pleasant feeling that you can have is a taste of, of a, feeling of alam haba, of gan eden. He's gonna break up for us different kinds of gan eden that we experience. Let's see what he says. <laughs> the Gemara talks about two different, describes gan eden, describes the experience of gan eden in two different ways. One is tzadikim e'nahim inucha. Lo balamasev <laughs> alo balam haba. Shnemar yelchu One, description, is that tzaddikim, righteous people, never have any rest. (coughs) Not in this world, not in the next world. Why, Yahu, Mechayel, Pasuk says, you should always be walking from strength to strength, from one achievement to another achievement, from one level to another level. Tzaddikim, don't ever get to rest because they're always pushing forward. So that's one description of Ulam Habah. It's also you no rest in this world, no rest there either. Walking. Bahashini Sha Tsikim Yoshrim Vitrotehem Broshehem Vinanim is <laughs> Vashina. The second one is at Sadikim are sitting. Vitrotehem Buroshehem and their crowns are, are on their are on their heads. Vinahanim is Evashkina and they're they're receiving pleasure from the light of Vishina. Sounds like two different, two totally different pictures, right? <speaking in Hebrew> the Gan Eden that's about walking is a place where tzadikim don't have any rest. <speaking in Hebrew> when the Gan Eden of sitting, they're they're having pleasure. They're just sitting. They're delighting, basking. <speaking in Hebrew> That description of Gan Eden where you're constantly walking and not resting, it doesn't mean that there's no onig there. It doesn't mean that there's no pleasure. It's not hell. Gan <laughs> Eden. if we're talking about real Gan Eden, he's saying, we really don't know what this means. We have no idea. But in the... Light of Gan Eden that exists in this world, Olam which is when the, the the higher world, higher levels of of being of of existence, sort of shine a, a ray of light to us in our world. Nimtseim sa'im It's like we we can understand these two qualities of walking and sitting in our own experience of Gan Eden in this world. But filah... Baha or le'ela aneg, in davening, what touches you when he says the light that pours into you, it's above your knowledge. It's not an intellectual. It's not contained by the intellect. aneg There's a pleasure. And a yearning to know that light which has entered into you—that's above your knowledge. But you want to attach yourself to this thing that you're experiencing, but it's not something that's intellectual. You don't know something that you identify that you want to now grab onto. He. It's that type of, yeah. of ganaidin a It's that type of ganaidon where you don't find rest because Lohi Shlima you never really come to know anything in Tfila. You you're touched by it. That's I think what the gentleman here before was talking about, the Chippus. the oneg of i right? I'm searching. you 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 get touched by something you just want to want to attach to it. But you never fully get there. Because it never becomes totally digested, wholly digested by you. You, can't you have oneg. You have onig, but it's an onig that's not concrete. What, we, what we're able to touch in our filah is something that it hasn't been so distilled and broken down into, into smaller portions. It's just, it's, it's still more unified. And so we can't fully grasp and internalize it. But we can try to grab on, but we can't grab on. And we have pleasure in that. There's a pleasure in that. There's a pleasure in that. Balo orve eno go a light comes to you and you can't comprehend it. po ve eno makiro, and you're grabbing onto it, but you can't know it. It's a very beautiful description. It's like you're touching something that you can't know it. Why? Why is it like this? ata because now you're in that quality of Eden, which is Yechu Mechayel Echayel, where you're walking. You're, you're moving towards something. <laughs> right? That image of tzadikim, walking, Mechayel <laughs> Echayel, means that there's constantly something new to be discovered. There's always going to be more. So what you're touching in Tfilah, that is that sort of both connecting and longing at the same time, having but not having, Wanting more, you're touching chadash. It's like there's constantly something new, something not yet that's being that's pouring into you that you're touching. So tzadikim don't have manucha. they the constant search is not only in this world, also in the next world. All we know is the G'an Eden in this world. Is the taste of some, uh, again, Oneg Ruchani, some kind of feeling of, of elation. In this world, Shehu Oneg Im He'eder Minucha It's delight, pleasure, along with a lack of rest at the same time. Insatiable delight. You're in that, That's the state of yelchu. that's the state of walking in Gan Eden that we can taste. The state of walking in Gan Eden is just being filled with some feeling that you can't fully grasp, that it doesn't end necessarily. You're you're touching it and you don't have a full intellectual knowledge of what it is. There's always more to seek there. I, I would say on some level it's also like it's completely mysterious. It's like very present and very unknowable or unknown. And that's an onik, that's a type of onik. That's a type of onik of tefillah. Torah, or But when a person who's experienced some of that seeks to connect in Torah, And he explained this earlier. He says what happens when you sort of um, transmit, or transpose maybe is the word, that light of of tefillah, that elation of tefillah, and you transfer that over to learning Torah, he says really what's happening is just that that light is becoming digested and absorbed by your limbs and your mind now. It's not that you're learning something that... Was outside. That's outside of you. It was like downloaded into you, but there was no unfolding of it. There was no coming to know it. Again, he said what he said earlier. The light we receive in our tefila, we then go and learn in our to- in our Torah. I'm all I'm doing is coming to know that thing that touched me. mikodem, and you can come to have some understanding of that unknown thing that you touched previously. It's not just, it's not the oneg with header menucha, it's not the, ple- the delight with a lack of, of cessation, of, of no rest. It's, it's simple delight. Okay, I don't, I don't know that it's so sort of like, like there's one way to read this and say it's very sort of step one, step two. Like you in, you, you have an awesome davening, then you go and open it safer, and boom, right? Maybe, maybe that can happen. Maybe that's what he's talking about. And maybe another way is like, there's part of me that knows that there's something awesome and, and beyond. This thing, God. Some, of, Some of me knows some of that. And then there's like a moment when I learn, and it sort of all of a sudden hits me. Like, wow, that 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 real thing is here. That real thing is knowable somehow, it, even in a small little bite-sized knowable. But is, is is something really like here and 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 more accessible even than I thought. You know, the, the, I think that we can we can see this on on a, on a, on a broader sort of spectrum too. It's not. I think the Rebbe also giving us some some direction here, which is like put everything you got into davening, and and don't don't let it fizzle out, don't let don't let you don't don't lose your moments of inspiration, apply them, unpack them, take that passion to to Torah, because that thing that you're touching in tefillah, it's there in Torah too. I think, like the, the, simply stated, that that's what the Rebbe has been telling us. I mean, we talked to about Rabbi Nachman last week. Rabbi Nachman said, "The the Misnagdim say Torah, Torah, Torah. Learn, 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 learn. Chassidim say Tfila, Tfila, Tfila. Davin, daven, Davin, He said, "I say Torah, Tvila Torah, Tfila. Learn and Davin, learn and daven, learn and daven, learn and Right? We have mini we always we need to be creating yichudim in our in our voda, and to, to seek out more, to, to have a thirst for more. We have to feel something that's beyond us, and." to have a little bit of a satisfying taste of what that thing is, to have a little, like you're thirsty and then you have a little bit of water, that that comes in, in learning too. That comes and then you have something that you can carry with you. You have something that's that's known. So the image of sitting, not walking, right? The other image of Gan Eden I don't know what he means by Kfar Barnu. I don't know what he's referring to. But he says that something that you take pleasure in, you need to sit. And something that doesn't have pleasure, you're walking. And he says this is brought in the Zohar too. Uh, he says, Kfar Barnu Misa. You talked about this. So I trust him. <laughs> is there
0: a hill <laughs> between Amida versus Halicha? Ah, so he How says is- Amida here.
1: Tov, it must have to do with, uh, I assume the might have to do something with uh, the Seder HaTefilah. That's what comes to mind. But I don't know, because I don't know what these are things. Um, right? The Tzadikim who are sitting there, basking in the light of, of, of God, basking, All they're doing there is delighting. And they're sitting, Lo'enahem minuchah. They're not without rest. They're not the ones who are constantly looking for more. Right? Their crowns are in their heads. What does that mean? So you see here the drasha is saying, it's not that the crown is upon their head. It's not etrotem al The crown, that thing that they knew or didn't quite know that hovered above the head like a crown, is now bi-roshem. It's now in their heads. That accessing God beyond the mind has now been absorbed by the mind. Rabbi Nachman has a, has a Torah actually about this process of Torah and tefillah building on each other, about knowing and not knowing, kind of meeting each other. And he brings like that gemara of the crowns, the, top, the two crowns. And it's, it's set part of that a similar process that he's describing. So I'm just saying, you know, you can look in the Qutai Ma'ran, Torah Kafbat 22, uh, to, see, to see Rabbi Nachman deal with, with this concept. Um, but there is, uh, oftentimes, like in, in, in Kabbalistic symbolism, when we talk about Keter as being the crown, it's specifically something that's it's not internalized. It's something that sits, sits above, that exists above. So the crown that was at one time above the head, it's now entered in. So that's the sitting. That's, that's the owning of, of, of Torah. What's the place where you learn Torah called? A sit, a sit house. Yeshiva. <laughs> Yeshiva. Um, it's an absorbing. Absorbing in it. The connected, it's like movement. Everyone's connected, like gathering together, walking. You stand. Amida. I think that you know, might be part of Amida, Tfila, It's like it's I'm, I'm standing because there's something. I'm not just taking something in. I'm also searching after something. According to the light that is revealed to. To a person in their chilah, you have the picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so no. follow with him. Ken mevin bilimudo. That, according to that kind of light, that's what you're able to understand in your learning, right? Again, what did he say? Understanding Torah means it's not just what we comprehend with our minds. It's it's the heat of Torah. It's the part of Torah that like really touches us. That's the Torah that that's the Torah we know. The Torah you really understand is the Torah that really really makes a mark on you. According to the yearning and lack of rest over that light, that holiness that you are hugging and not knowing what it is in your hand. Of tefillah? That's the experience of tefillah that the Rebbe is describing? Hugging and not knowing? I don't know what I'm holding? (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm thirsting for what's here. Wow. Ken batora. According to the degree that we can have some of that, we're gonna be able to, to receive some, some real pleasure in, in Torah also. It's pretty high aspiration. Like how often is this our experience of tefillah How often is this our experience of Torah? everybody's giving us a map. You know, he's giving us some guide guidelines. He's giving us some street signs. I'll just I'll just say outside to expand a little bit something that uh, we've already seen together a few times, but that uh, the the, the piece that says many times. He really not only allows us, but encourages us to embrace the. The feelings and experiences that, that are not something that we really know. That thing that you feel that you don't know what it is, it's important. It's important. Don't dismiss it. Don't ignore it. You might not even make sense of it, but, but it's, you yeah. know, there, there, there can be, that's real too. That is real. You know, there's, there's, God is beyond our knowing. Guess what? God touches us beyond our knowing also. At hi or l'malam mimenu Tfila is a light that is above us, beyond us. Uba Torah m'mshichol le'olam kirbo. And in Torah, we are drawing that same very light into the world and into ourselves. lo And if you don't learn. If we don't ever learn Torah, if we don't ever find holiness in Torah, so then that light it remains only for that those moments of tefillah when we lift ourselves up a little bit. And then we're left without any light because we haven't drawn it into us. Ah, now the Rebbe is helping us a little more here. If if not every person feels this every day when they dive in, there might be one time in the year where you feel something. That could be enough to get you going. That could be enough. Forget, it could be enough. That's what you have to hold on to. That's what you have to draw into yourself. Don't say, you know, Yom Kippur was so awesome, and now look where I am. Yom Kippur was awesome. That was something real. Carry that with you. Trust what you felt and try to make that bridge. Open the Torah with the knowledge that what I felt that was so real there, you know, it really was real, but I haven't yet come to understand it yet. I don't really know it yet. So I'm gonna search it. I'm gonna search for it now. I'm gonna be a Yodea looking for the Yadua. A name right? You can feel it a little on these special times of year, or special times of the week. Shemargish Gishba Kdusha, Shinit Kadesh. That you feel a little bit of something, something was like, oh, I felt really... there was a feeling of something holy. But on I fall back to the place I was before. This happens because we haven't learned into our insides. We haven't learned that light inside of ourselves that came to us in Tefillah that was above us. We so that light of tefillah, it remained in tefillah and it stayed there. Now listen, this is just awesome how he applies it. Says, what does it mean in this world? What does it mean that a moment of, well, I think it was Torah masim Tovim? Shuva masim Tovim? A moment of being holy. That's let's just say that, you know, doing being in a holy this place, in this world, what is that moment about? Ki What he brought earlier from the Mara of the Mishnah is that you need to... The Hasidim rishonim would be shahamit palim. It means that people who really devoted themselves to Tfilah they would wait, they would meditate, they would prepare themselves for a whole hour before davening. Before davening, just to get themselves into that state. So it sounds like in the, from the Gemara that you need to utilize a mo- this moment, this sha'a achat for Tvila. or The light of the Sha'a, the experience of the moment needs to be drawn into the world. That moment needs to not just have been a moment. That moment needs to become integrated into our lives. Right? This is a beautiful thing. The word olam, the word olam it means to the place. Olam leolam also means eternal. It means always. It's this is a beautiful thing that leolam we use to mean place and time. But it's it's the whole life. It's the whole existence. Worldly existence. Sha'a needs to become olam. Okay. Let's listen to what he says. achat. What does the Mishnah mean when it says, What does it mean that a moment of holiness in this world is beautiful? It, it's when the moment becomes integrated into the world. Not a fleeting moment that happened and then you, happens and you're back where you were before. We probably all know that one. Maybe not all of us are. I know that one. But when the moment gets drawn into my my very life, when I really am able to absorb and digest and internalize that experience to become part of me. <speaking in Hebrew> we can understand now the words of Rava. Rava saw Rav Hamnuna davening for a very long time. And he said, olam ve'oskim He's abandoning the life of, he's abandoning Chai Olam, which most people understand, the eternal life for chayisha, for momentary life. Which he's basically saying, No, stop doubting so long, you should be learning Torah. Torah is Chai Olam. It's eternal. It's its eternal and it's also worldly. And he's just there in chayisha. He's just holding on to that momentary Experience. Now, what does he really mean in in this context? He says because Rav Amluna was 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 really just all he was concerned with there was davening, and he didn't concerns of liumot what we were saying before, the Rebbe saying, you know what, take it to learning right away, take it to learn right away. Don't let it go to waste. You have inspiration. Soak in it and then learn it. Soak in it and then learn it out. But what, what Rabba was saying about Rav Hamnuna is he's not bringing that moment into his life. He's not bringing that tefillah, that light from sha'ah to olam. He's not making it something that's going to last. He's not drawing it down. Vinish lo rak sha'ah v'lo olam. He came away from tefillah with a moment, but not with a world, and not with an eternal knowing. That's so awesome. It's so awesome to that to speak to that feeling of I think what many of us experience about you know it's so easy to to, to lose the to lose hold of those important moments in life, because they were moments and they happened, and now we are where we are. And the Rebbe's trying to help us. Not let those things come and go. First, he's trying to help us learn how do you seek it out. He's describing to us what is possible in tefillah. Just search and yearn and hold on. The yelchu, the oneg you can have in tefillah is the oneg of yelchu of, of moving towards something, just turning towards something, wanting something, and then. Don't squander it when, when you, when you, when you, when you, when you're touched by, by something. Don't let it slip away. Like something that I, that I said last week is that I think we experience the God that we dive into and the God we learn from as being two different things. Mm-hmm. It's heretical to say that, right? But that's, uh, that's kind of it. It's like, oh, davening. And then like, Torah, but really, what, what it is is that we're just we're utilizing different parts of us for those things, and we then just we, we experience them as being things that are totally different. And and he's saying here, draw it in, draw the bridge. Know that it's that it's one thing. So Rava Rav, Rav was saying that when when Rav Hamnuna, if he's davening and davening and davening, he's not applying that. What he what he's davening, he's not applying that to his learning. So he's separating between Olam the Sha'ah, He's not fulfilling that beauty of bringing a Sha'ah of Gan Eden into life of this world. It's staying in that moment. It's not only in in-depth learning that we're able to draw that light of Tefillah and I think this is very good to hear, also because it's like you know, not all of us are able to have that kind of like learning. You know, always or even have the time for that, or the interest for that, the motivation. Like, there's other ways. It's not just spending hours learning that's going to help you absorb absorb that. Right. The whole thing here is to be able to absorb. A light that's beyond us into ourselves. But he's saying, you know, your mind is only one part of you. Even though it's the most, uh, the choicest piece, like your your mind is is able to do things that no other part of you can do. It's still just a part. Still just a part. There's many other strengths Abilities in your body. If you don't draw in the light of tefillah to any part of you other than your your intellect in Torah, other than your knowing, you've only drawn it to that specific part of you. You can't absorb all of that light of tefillah just by learning. Just by using your mind. I think I mentioned if, uh, at some point this Gemara where Bruria saw Atami learning but quietly and she kicked him. Mm-hmm. And she was like, if you learn with like, by, by using your voice, then the Torah is going to really enter into it. that what it is? Yeah. I don't remember where it is exactly, but there's a similar thing that like, use your kochot. Use all of your energies. You're all, you're, all parts of you are, are not only able to absorb kedusha, but are necessary. Are necessary. You don't want to just have a holy mind and a, and a not holy, you know, ninety whatever percent of the rest of you. you We're still leaving part of the Chai Sha'a untapped. We're still leaving part of that holiness un, unknown if we don't use the, our other our other parts and strengths. <laughs> we need to serve God with our bodies. Pashut The simplest meaning of that The simplest meaning of that is you've got to just do mitzvot with your body. Imagine you, Imagine you learn a lot but like the yeah, mitzvah is there. So he's like the, 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 the most basic thing is and, and I think he's telling us too like no bring that consciousness to doing mitzvot. Bring that consciousness to your action. That you're not just kind of like following a, a command in an order here. You're you're drawing God's light to your being you're drawing God's light into your being not beyond just the fact that we have to actually do which is avodat goof in the simplest way we need to put ourselves into it we need to exert ourselves we use our our strengths. It's not enough to just do because I learn now, and now I do a mitzvah, and now I do this thing. Like you'd have a very pretty schedule, but not exert any part of yourself. There's n- nothing of of you has been uncovered through that. Ki Hagiya Right, the Yagiya exerting ourselves, really putting ourselves into something, is what brings out the strength, the powers, the capabilities of the body, the energy of the body. If in Torah, you're not just learning, it's not just lip service, but you're really working with all of your limbs when you learn. You're putting, you're bringing all of yourself to the learning. And with mitzvot too, you're really putting yourself into it. You're putting out energy of your body and exchanging it. This is just translating in his words and I'll try to explain this the best again. You're putting out the, the koach, the energy of your body and in exchange you're receiving the koach that holy energy that is sort of hovering beyond you and outside of you that you that you touched in tefillah. Again, it becomes absorbed in your limbs, in your body. Not just knowing intellectually, but you can you can let it sink into all of you by putting yourself more into into your learning and into your mitzvot. I'll just finish the sentence Enomitia gea. And if you don't exert yourself, if you don't exert yourself and put out in in Torah and in mitzvot, he he says that there's no room for that holy energy to to trickle in. I think part of what he means very simply is we have to make space for holiness in our lives. We have to make space for God in our lives. Davening is one place of making space, but it doesn't really become absorbed. For it to really become absorbed, because because think about this, right? The tefillah is like this ore that, that is unknown. How do I bring ore that is unknown into me? How does it become known? One way is, I seek it in Torah, and that is a intellectually, okay, is something that starts with not knowing. I'm bringing that. Un, I'm starting with that unknown, and I'm. I'm digging into it and trying to come to know it. I'm exerting my mind to move from unknown to known. But with my body too, I don't know what's... I'm going to do a mitzvah. Okay, it's a mitzvah. Why should I put myself into it? Why should I throw myself into it? Why should I abandon my sort of comfort when I do it? There's another process there of throwing myself into unknown. It's on a smaller scale, right? But... To exert myself, I'm 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 taking a chance. I'm saying, you know, God, if you're in this, like I'm really gonna go for it. And and, and there's just it's a beautiful thing that my my body's energy can be sort of re-energized by something holy there. I think about sevastara. Think about You dance, you sing, you dance, you sing. <laughs> At some point like you don't feel tired, you feel energized. Right? When you when you when you get your body into holy activity, it energizes you. What is that energy what is that energy? So you could say, well the body you know if you exercise also you get energized. Well, but he's saying no, you're you're making space to be enlivened by something holy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yom Kippur I mean Yom Kippur, that's on uh, that's all of what we do in Yom Kippur is we replace mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. Koh aguv with koch dusha Like the five Inuim of Yom Kippur, the five things that we um, refrain from on Yom Kippur are basically the five sources of vitality that we turn to the rest of the year. And that's the day we're saying, you know, my life comes from God. I want to get life from God. So I'm going to just take away all those other resources and and step into a, a different flow. So we're going to end here. This um, time's up. But uh, I think this last piece is really important because the Rebbe is sort of like bringing it down to like you know, nuts and bolts. So when, I say, you know, when you do stuff like Really do it. you want this stuff to be meaningful like put yourself in it maybe it won't happen immediately you know it's nothing here is magic but we have sort of again like map a map points along the way feeling that you could feel in tefillah something that's not an intellectual exercise is an orgadol that you're able to then absorb and digest and bring into you wanting to come to know something in tefillah is, is seeking that wholeness that you know exists for you but you haven't yet known in this way and by by really giving ourselves into into torah and by really giving ourselves into the into our actions when we're doing things for for hashem something it makes room for things something to tr- to trickle in and and uh and start to become part of us in a in a realer way in a whole way <laughs>
0: Many of these recordings are from Rabbi Ami's ongoing weekly classes given at Yeshivat Sharei Shalom in Jerusalem. For more information, go to sharei forward slash about. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Rav Daniel Kohn. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the ChefA Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.